Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. What a weekend it was. Some good games, some bad games, some trades were made. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us on this fine Monday afternoon. We are excited to sit down and chat about baseball. It's kind of the whole show. We like talking about baseball. We sit down, we talk about baseball with each other. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. BBD is in the corner. And Trevor Ploof is not here. He took a secret, impromptu vacation to Mexico. How are you doing, Jake? James, Big Baby David, uh, the ghost of Trevor Plouffe, everyone in the chat. Excited for Trevor's return. He's got a lot to spill. The last I heard, he was at some Hollywood, like, funny business event. Celebs there. Nelly was in the IG story for a little bit. So, Trev's got, like, a tell-all when he comes back and... When he starts telling us all, we'll probably just turn off his mic because it'll be trade deadline and we'll get focused on that. But um, it's going to be a big Friday talking baseball. We're going to have a regular episode. I think we're going to do some trade deadline stuff, so gear up for that. Uh, good for him. He's he's having fun. He was slicked back hair, Trev, which is always my... The old uh, impromptu Sunday morning to Tuesday yeah. night trip to Mexico. Yeah. I mean, he's, he built different. He just built different, so happy for him. And we're back to our OG roots, Jim. You, oh, me, yeah. beeper keeper, going through it, and it was a fun weekend of baseball. I mean, hey, our Mariners fans always want Mariners chat. We're going to be talking about them, J.P. Crawford. It's out of the way, even though we'll be doing more of that. Some good Sunday night baseball, Lance Lynn versus Woody. A little two RBI single, so it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and everything else in the baseball world. This episode is also brought to you by Michael Santana, Connor Dickens, Dick Dickinson. Dickinson. Doesn't it seem like there should be an N Dickinson or Dixon? It's Dickinson. Dickinson. Sarah Johnson, hmm. Tyler Shannon, Austin Hogan, and Chris Ratley. Those are our most recent patrons. Jake and I, we have our uh, Patreon Q and A tonight. Monthly Q and A. You get to see us raw for one hour. Kevin These people Mather timed it right. Yes, mm. uh, Kevin Mather at the Rotary Club. Yes, that's what we do. Leak secrets. Yes. All right, we had a lot of good baseball, man, and some good Shh. trades. Actually, we didn't discuss where we want to fit the trades in. It'll just happen naturally. It'll happen naturally as we go down the board. Probably here. in the NL discussion. Now, Trev had the IL today, right? Yeah. Did I told, he? I told no, you had the ready. IL. No, I was supposed you to. You had the IL. Trev's gone. Now you're taking over the NL. Wow. Receive the kick. Do you think that's why he left? Because he knew he was he was batting leadoff. Yes. He's like, screw that. Olivia, we got to get out of here. I cannot do the NL this week. If I shit the bed like I do every episode, <laughs> um, he's gonna show right. up in the chat. Yeah, you know he he'll is. be here. He'll be here. Let's Actually, just... no, he's gonna. He's got a mai tai in his hand. He's probably. It's on a boat. You think Stafford invited him? Touching fish? No. Okay. No. Definitely not. 
Well, we'll see. So Someone. That'll, that'll be our test because the one thing Trev did tell me was that, like, this was on their radar. They kept going back and forth on it. They said no, and then they caved. So if Stafford is in the mix, then that was a lie. Well, maybe so this was on their radar because Stafford kept inviting him. So you got to come, test. you got to come, you got to come. Finally, they get some drinks in them Saturday night at the big yeah. swanky party. Schwanky. And they say, you got to come, you got to come. And they say, you know what? Let's do it. Swanky. Let's get into the NL recap. Here's word. everything that you missed and you need to know. Jake will be go- doing the rundown. rundown. Jake, what happened? Jimmy, you know I love starting in Cincinnati. Los Reds, they take two out of three. From the Dirty Birds, the St. Louis Cardinals. Speaking of Nelly, how about that? The Reds mash this series because that's what the Reds do when they play well, Jim. A little 314 batting average, four yackers. Our guy, Jesse Winker, had a hell of a series. You could even hear about him maybe later in the episode. That's a tease, people. Cardinals salvaged the last game of the set, 10-6. Cincinnati, why'd you blow that last series of the All-Star break? Otherwise, there'd be a lot more fun discussions around you. Jack Flaherty, speaking of friends, he's about to start a rehab assignment. Uh, And Luis Castillo with another good start. He has been hot, hot, hot for Los Reds. The Philadelphia Phillies hosted the Atlanta Braves for a four-game set. And Jim, they did the every other. Braves win the first one, 7-2. Zach Wheeler drops it as the Phillies win 5-1. Braves come back and they roll on Drew. He's just being smiley. 15-3, holy smokes. And then Nola, what a start by him, 2-1. to one. So, yeah, Phillies win the Wheeler and Nola starts, and they lose the other two. That's kind of how it happens. Segura and Ronnie Torres, five hits and a homer each. Shout out to my short kings of the world. Young Jock, boink. He's still doing it for Atlanta. How about that? Young Thick. Hello. Marlins hosted the Padres. They split four. Padres take the first two. Marlins take the second two. And then the Padres go out and get a little reinforcements. A little Adam Frazier to San Diego. Marlins and Padres, both starting pitchers. Both starting pitching crews. Pitch well this series. Starling Marte. Beefing up that resume, another six hits over the series for him. Jesus Aguilar, big go-ahead two-run single in game three. Ryan Weathers, the kid, he hits a yacker. Pitchers who rake, Otani Weathers? That joke kind of has to leave our our society. Trevor Rogers goes to the IL, I hate that. Cubbies hosted my snakes, and they take two out of three. Are they back in it? No, they're about to trade everyone. How about Robinson Chirinos with a two-homer game? Where have you been, Mr. Robinson? Uh, Nobody really hit this series, if we're being honest. Uh, 231 from the Cubs, 236 from the Snakes. Dalton Varsho. Snakes, baby. He had a big series. Three extra base hits into that Cattell Marte is going to begin a rehab assignment. Ooh, haven't said his name in a little while. The Dodgers take two out of three from formerly my Rockies. Rockies take game one in the 10th. You can't teach that. You can't teach that. Story gets it done with the RBI single. Chuck Nasty with the two-run homer to follow him. That gets them the dub. But then the Dodgers take the next two. one nothing, 3-2. Holy smokes. By the skin of their teeth. Is that still a phrase? Uh, Mookie Betts goes to the I.L. Bellinger leaves with hamstring stuff. Man, these Dodgers have been getting banged up all year. That's kind of the story of their season. But they win the series. Josiah Gray, four 
Four innings, two earned runs in his first career start. Good for you, kid. The Giants, Los Hibido Gigantes, they lose two out of three to the Pirates. Pirates mixing it up after the All-Star break a little bit. Lamont Wade Jr., he keeps hitting. You might hear about him later. We'll see. Uh, Gossman gets knocked around for the first time. Six earned runs. Um, has only given up more than two runs three times this season. Brandon Crawford cleared to resume baseball activities. Brian Reynolds with a big series for the Pirates. And Kevin Newman, he has five hits. So the Pirates, they sneak two out of three out from the Giants. And that's what happened in the National League. Almost there. No, shout out to Mikey Rotano who made our music. Sometimes you got to hear the end. The song's great, but it's, you know. If I wanted, when I want to land at the end of the song, I will. You got to sa- save that for the special moments. Giants lose to the Pirates. Huh? That's the thing that stands out the most to me. Kevin Gossman with uh, a rough start. Kind of two rough starts back-to-back. He uh, only went three innings in his last start, 80 pitches, and gave up two earned runs. So it's not, but two homers, not horrible. But I mean, you know, not being able to get out of the... He's one of the best pitchers in the NL, and Jim, I mean, you know, I've seen some stats that exist but do not matter, and I don't know. 1-7-3 ERA in his last two starts, it's up to 2-2-1, which is still amazing, so he has a good start next week and you're back. But he says, Gossam says it was a mechanical issue, but good for for the Pirates. Problem solved. Yeah, and the Pirates, who's the, uh, because we said this the other day, they took two out of three, or did they sweep another team that was in the mix? Didn't they beat the Cubs? No. The, the Pirates um, beat the Mets. They took, right after the break, they took three out of four from the Mets. Los Mets, that's right. And the fourth game would have, was the Taiwan Walker foul ball game. Sorry, they took two out of three um, after the break. Yeah. They split a four-game series with the Mets before the break. Right. So they went four and so they're three spoiling. against they're the Mets. They're mixing it up after the break. Yeah, but now Frazier's gone. Race is gone. That's the that's the big news here. Both teams in the NL, so it seems like a good time to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so Frazier leaves uh, leaves the Pirates to go to San Diego. Uh, Jim, you just talked to Chris Rose about this. You and I haven't discussed it yet. What do you think about the trade? I like the yeah. trade. They get Frazier for this year, and they get him for next year, and um, he's good. And you know they do have a bit of a lineup crunch. Because I don't like, I like consistent playing time for everyone. Uh, Hosmer's been good lately. Like his July numbers are really good, but they're saying they're trying to trade him now. That's going to be hard to do. You're going to have to eat a lot of money. Yeah, seems like something the Padres don't give a fuck about right now is money. They're just trying to win at all costs. But they need to. Uh, if they move Hosmer, it needs to be part of a deal for pitching. I still don't love their pitching right now. So, but as far as a lineup goes, they got balance galore. They have two switch hitters that are going to be in the starting rotation. Then they got righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. They can play a lot of ways. They got Kim as super util. Like if Cronenworth wants to move to first um, and Hosmer Hosmer comes into a bench platoon guy. Um, But, I mean, it's, you know, then you go Frazier at second. Frazier's finished some games in the outfield. He hasn't started any this season, so he's familiar out there. But they also, they have a lot of outfielders too. Like, Grisham's going to play center field. 
Fam's having a really good year in left field. Yeah, that's, and then you have they've been doing like Mateo and Myers and right. So that's where this gets kind of fun because you, you almost have to go process of elimination with it, which again is a great problem for the Padres. And hey, as long as you're winning and guys are getting enough run, and of course a couple injuries are going to come up and it, it sorts itself out easier than you think. But I mean, Fernando Tatis will be in the lineup every day. Manny Machado, you're going to put him in the lineup. Every damn day. Grisham, uh, you know, one of the more underrated guys in baseball. Gold glove, lefty bat. He's going to be out there. Tommy Pham is having a great season. And by the way, Tommy Pham's a really good ball player, so you kind of need him out there. Uh, so you trade for Frazier, who he's an, he was an all-star this year. He leads the National League in hits. Um, and that's where things start to get funky. You got Hosmer. I mean, Will Myers. Kim, who they went out and paid. Profar, who they paid to be a utility guy. So... You know, right now it's one of those good problems. If you're the Padres, and, you know, as long as they keep the ship going the right way, you know, to finish out the rest of the season, you play some platoon stuff. It's National League, so you kind of say like, a, hey, you know, all hands on deck, guys. We got a lot of talent here. This team's going to be different. But if the ship ever starts going the wrong direction and then you got guys fighting over playing time, Hosmer's the only one that you got to circle because, I mean, they paid him a ton of money. And, like, Eric Hosmer looks at himself as a starting first baseman that deserves to be paid, you know, $150 million or whatever he got. So that's going to be an interesting one to circle. I mean, man, if they were to trade him, that would be wild because he's, you know, he was the first guy they brought in to turn the Padres around. So if for them to get over the top, it's to get rid of him. I mean, that's some... That's some weird life stuff, but yeah, I mean, you gotta like it for the Padres. Frazier is gonna do his thing and hit. Interested to see if he ends up in the outfield a lot. And you know, with prospects, guys, let's be honest, you never really know. Everyone seems to like the Marcano infielder guy. Hopefully, you know, he gets a full opportunity with the Pirates, whether it's this year or in the coming years, and they get a couple other flyers, and that's kind of what you look for in a trade if you're trading for prospects. Do you think they're gonna slot uh, Frazier into leadoff. They've been going Grisham and Fam depending on the pitcher, so they don't have an everyday guy. Mm. Frazier's been leading off. They could also just slot him into like the five hole, but that's pretty deep when he's leads the NL and hits, and he's been leading off all season. Um, yeah, I, Fam's I, got good numbers from the leadoff position, and so does Grisham. They actually have better numbers from the leadoff position than not, but. It's not like Grisham and Fan Platoon at leadoff was their plan all along. They were trying out Tatis. They were trying out some other people right. earlier in the season. So I'm interested to see how it goes, how they use him. I mean, Kim's got the most versatility, so I think he's your give a guy a day rest and off right. the bench guy. But I mean, Pirates fans, let us know what you think. You, you're more in tune than us, obviously, but you're not going to trade for Frazier and not play him every day or as close as possible to every day as you can. And um, for me, I, I think they probably end up leaning into a platoon type situation but at the same time Tommy Pham's a reverse splits guy Tommy Pham against righties uh actually mashes that's his strength 272 381 on base and underrated I say this a lot underrated on base guy in the league um you can butter knife his numbers to the best of them so I think they'll find something uh I I think the interesting question for me is do you do do you go Nationals a couple years ago where they had Turner and Eaton up top, and that was to set the table for Soto and Rendon to do damage. Um, and, you know, the equivalent in this case would be sliding Tatis down and having him, you know, in the three slot. Or, you know, do you put 
Tatis up top and say, hey, welcome to the Thunderdome. Let's play some baseball. I, that's going to be a fun story to track. Uh, I'd give Frazier lead off. You go lefty, righty, Tatis. And you go lefty, Cronenworth, righty, Machado, right off the right off the bat. Well, I talk a comparison. I mean, if you do lead off fam and you go Frazier, you go righty, lefty, and those two do their Trey Turner, Adam Eaton, and you can tee it up for Tatis, Machado, and the gang, that gets fun too. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, I'm interested. I'd, I'd keep Tatis too. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. No reason to mess with something pretty like good. that. And I wouldn't mess with that. that yeah. broken. I mean, Tatis too, and... Um, Machado four and Cronenworth three seems to be working, so I'd I'd keep it at. It's awesome. Uh, there's rumors now that Barrios is on is about to be on the move to either the Dodgers or the Padres, and both teams need pitching. The Dodgers need more immediate relief, um, because if Kershaw's back and and some other guys are back, and I think they have the arms to mix and match in the in the playoffs. The Padres need a pitcher. They need a guy that's going to be there, like through like a playoff spot pitcher. So, um, but Dodgers lost Bauer as well. So I mean, right. that's going to be interesting as well. Man, it's uh, I think it is a great deadline to be a seller. And I think uh, you know, you talk about the Padres and Dodgers bidding against each other. <laughs> like those are those are two big boy teams with real prospects to give up. That man, if if you're selling, you know, and Craig Kimbrell's been one of the big names around, and you literally every contender, the Padres, the Dodgers, Houston, like if you're selling, man, uh, I think you're you're going to get like a 125% return. That's that's a good time. Someone in the, in the chat live on YouTube said, uh, like it's a nice move, but does it put the Padres over the edge? And I, I don't like I don't think they, they they traded three guys. One was a top five guy, but and they have Fraser for next year as well. But this year, does this move? It doesn't really inch them that much for me at all. When I really think about it, yeah, I mean, they, but but it depends on the next couple moves, lineup wise, and you know, you're you're a big playoff game away from saying, wow, he went three for four, and that that changed the tone. It's I'd say the equivalent is like. I don't know. The Padres are the Padres, you know? Like, if they make a lot of noise or make a World Series run, it's still it's always going to be on the shoulders of Tatis and Machado and, you know, whoever's thrown for him that day. Like, but adding Kevin Newman, an all-star hitter, whether he's batting leadoff or whether he's at an eighth. Adam Frazier. Frazier. Who did I say? Kevin, Kevin Newman. Newman. Kevin Newman. Always I, uh, at the front of our mind. I have beef with Kevin Newman. Um because he's been blocking Cole Tucker all year. So, like, get out of my fucking face. What if they turned and they Sorry. traded Profar? I let that out. They could. I mean, man, that that's the part of this that's kind of weird and wild is, like, Hassan Kim, they went out and got. Profar, they threw money at, too. Gave him so a real deal. They like those guys, and, you know, NL baseball is a different breed. They've got a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions, and you're going to pinch it, and you're going to play the matchup. So... You know they've got thirteen guys right now that they like having in their lineup, <laughs> so that's they need, they need it's a nice place to be. They need some starters. One more like impact starter would go a long way. Yeah. <sighs> Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Paddock. I mean, Paddock's been yeah. bad. Weathers has been good. Weathers, Weathers been has good, been good, but he doesn't hurt. go deep at all. Is he hurt right now, or was recently? He's hurt? young. He was hurt. Um, 
Like, Snell, you expect every to team it at out this point time. can use pitching in a playoff series. I mean, the Padres are still like I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, even show me the team that wouldn't so want to. We're add talking arm. about Barrios right now. How much does that really change their playoff outlook? Like, it's going to be Darvish Snell, and then it's going to be Musgrove, Barrios, Paddock. Like, so you know when we're talking about the Padres' outlook this season. They already got a lot of the big impact pieces. I mean, Kimbrel would be the name that I think Padre fans would say that changes our outlook. Yeah. I mean, they're just, their starters haven't been pitching well right now. Yeah. In the last like month or two, Darvish, Musgrove, Haddock all have like six ERAs or more. So I guess those guys just need to get it in gear. Be good. Be the good. The only one with a decent ERA in the last 60 games for the Padres is Ryan Weathers, and I, I believe he doesn't go deep into games at all. He's kind of... Young blood. Who's the youngest starter in MLB for a while? Twice through the order and out. Use that in the playoffs. Yeah, he averages three and a half innings right now. He'd be great. As like a bolt guy in the playoffs, that in the like playoffs? He's a good candidate to come in later in a game. And that's, I guess, that's what I'm saying. When playoff times get here, I'm gonna believe in you, Darvish. I'm gonna believe in Blake Snell. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, but we'll see. Um, anything else here? Cubs win a series, and but they haven't made any trades yet. Cubs are just waiting for the unload. I mean, Phillies and Braves split, which is as boring as you can do. Yeah. Adds up. <laughs> That's great news for the Mets. Yeah. And That's... I mean, Phillies, what are they going to do? They're kind of the hot team in the streets right now because they're going to buy. It's Dombrowski. So what does that look like? I mean, they're still four games back of the Mets. Braves are five. So, you know, they're a bone arrow away, but. What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't know. And then, yeah, Cardinals and Cubs. Obviously, the Cubs sell is coming. It's how significant. Is it? Is it Kimbrell and Baez? Is it Baez, Rizzo? Is Bryant gone? That's obviously the one, two teams everyone's got circled right now, Cubs and Twins. The Cardinals, beautiful baseball town, 62 games to play, Jack Flaherty rehabbing. Harrison Bader's hot as hell right now. Cardinals fans are telling themselves, let's get hot and see if something can happen. I don't think they can buy or sell at the deadline, so they're just kind of in bed with their team, but I don't know. Have fun. They're one of the teams that the rental guys aren't an option for them. Rental's not going to make sense. Neither is selling. If they have a group that they believe in for next year again. Yeah, they like, just got to, like, like Yankees, finish strong like, and take some yeah, momentum into next year. But they have a nice schedule coming up, the Cardinals. Two against Cleveland is what it is. Then they have Minnesota, um, a down-and-out team that's going to be tr- more busy, like, trading people right. and reacting to trade. Might even be sitting people that are good because they're about to get traded. Then they have Atlanta. That's going to be a good series. And the Royals, Pittsburgh, the Royals. They do have a lot against Milwaukee left. That's what, which... But no, the Cardinals, know, I, I would, mean... Just, I would put that in a bad column. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Cardinals are... Here's, 
Just play good and get momentum. I think... For next year. They've been playing better. Their outfield, man. Carlson has been raking. Harrison Bader's been going nut job, which, which they've been waiting for. Like, I do think in... You know, four weeks, whatever it is, like Jack Flaherty's back. I think we're going to have a conversation like, well, the Cardinals are four games out of the wild card if they can get a little hot, but I I think they just dug too much of a hole. Wouldn't, wouldn't they be closer to division than wild card? Um, Brewers are 58 and 42. Padres are 58 and 44. I don't know how to do that math. Padres have two more losses. The uh, yeah, so they're seven games out of the wild card. They're seven games out of the second wild card right now, with two teams ahead of them. And that's tough, man. Yeah, you got to win your division if you're in the East or the Central. Jakey Shower thoughts was like one. There has to be a team that scares somehow the Reds, man. Why'd they blow that series? Be so much more fun. Um, and then, yeah, circling back, Phillies, Braves. I mean, Phillies winning the Wheeler Nola start, low key hilarious. Cause that's you're good pitchers. And, Nola's been pitching well, and that's obvious. Yeah, I he believe look, he he looks like he's turned the corner to use a good baseball term. Um, what else is here, man? Dodgers and the injury bug kind of continues. Yeah, that's about it. It's about it. Okay. Moving on to the AL Recap, which is going to be brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's. They're still doing the Olympics. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medals this year. I mean, America, has they won a medal yet? Have we? Had- they have like 13, so. Do you get this retroactively? I think if they win they another again, one, from like, I think you're forward. good. From this point and forward? I think, they're, I think they're looking good. You give a dollar, you get $100, you make some bets. What's my hot tip? The Braves, the Twins, and the Yankees are horrible against the spread because Vegas still keeps roping dummies in, making them the favorite, and then they lose because they're not good. But people see them and say, oh, those teams are supposed to be good. Right. So Vegas is just taking advantage of dummies. So don't. Be a dummy. Bet on them to not cover the spread, and you will win. You bet $1 on Olympics, you get $100 in free credits. You place, you know, a bet a day until the end of the season. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBO when you sign up. Turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code JOMBO to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem card 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. one 800 Mm. Nine with it. The American League. You ready? Are you ready? I think so, man. Here you go. The Yankees went to Fenway to play four games. They had the lead in three of them. They lost three of them. They win one game. Red Sox come back to win in game one on a million wild pitches. Uh, The record was set for wild pitches in a single inning by uh, rookie Brooks Krisky for the Yankees. 
Red Sox take advantage and win. A back-and-forth fun game in Game 2. Cole deals. Erod comes out early with a migraine, so I hope he's doing good. I haven't heard anything. Uh, Devers hits two, three-run home runs. One off Cole, one off Nestor Cortez to lead the Red Sox to a 6-2 victory. In Game 3, the Yankees are the ones that come from behind. Tyone and Evaldi pitch good games, uh, but then... um, Oh, man, Adovino comes in, and the Yankees get a little two-out rally to put four across, come back and win it late, four to three. In game four, it's Domingo Herman, and he's got a no-hitter going through seven. Verdugo leads off the eight with a double to break it up. Then Boone messes up the bullpen, and the Yankees give up a ton of hits and credit to the Red Sox because they rally, and they break the Yankees back and the Yankees spirit and win this series three to four. The Rays went to Cleveland, played four games against the Indians, and they took three of four from the Indians. Cal Quantrill had a really good game for the Indians in game one, but the Rays won in extra innings. They tied the game in the ninth uh, with the Diaz home run and then low and an RBI double. Cruz hit a home run in his first at bat. Was that the series? I think so. Uh, then the Rays came back in a big way in the ne- in another game um, with six runs in the ninth inning. Choi had a three-run home run, and Cruz homered in his debut. Indians scored two in the eighth inning of game four to take the lead and avoid the sweep after Yarby had a great start. Bieber was transferred to the 60-day IL. Ray is scratched from game four. Lineup with back spasms, and Colin McHugh placed on the 10-day IL with a micropenis. Athletics at Mariners. This was a series that you want to tune in. If you didn't see it, go watch the highlights. We said it last episode that this was going to be a good one, and it was. And basically, the A's won the first game, and then the Mariners won the next three, and they were done in. The A's were done in by wild pitches. Brooks Krisky set the record with four wild pitches in an inning for the Yankees this week. Then Dykeman or Diekman tried to break it. He had three, allowing the Mariners to push across the go-ahead run in the seventh inning of game two. Kikuchi had a nice start. Um, then it was Gilbert versus Bassett in game three. Mariners win five to four. Was that the walk-off? They walked off on a wild pitch as well from Trevino. Just not good at all for the uh, A's bullpen. Mariners pitchers didn't pitch great, but their relievers were good. A's starters had a 4.91 ERA, and their relievers had a 1.54 ERA, but a lot of unearned runs with all wild pitches and errors and shit. Walks, hit by pitches. Just kind of gave it away. But hang, good for the Mariners. That's what they do. They win losses. Their run differential ain't great, but their win-loss record is great. Mariners are feeling fantastic. Astros swept their statehood brother people, the Rangers. How would you say that? They swept their state mates. Framber Valdez had a great start. Gibby had an awful first inning. He walked four, I think, and then ends it with a good start. So good job by Gibby. Granky went six innings pitch, one earned run. Um, Kiner Falefa is the only player for either team with four hits in the series, and only three Rangers recorded multiple hits in the series. The Angels took three of four from the Twins. The Angels' starting pitchers were fantastic. How about that? Patrick Sandoval took a no-hitter into the ninth inning in game three. The Angels had a combined 1.95 ERA, their starters. The twin starting pitchers were also good, but not great. Jose Iglesias had five hits and three extra base hits. And the Royals swept the Tigers. 
and a sloppy. I don't know if it was sloppy, but the box score says it was sloppy, so I'm going to say it was sloppy. Good job, Royals. Bom, bom. That's the AO. Good job, Jim. Mariners A's is the series. Um, that was really fun here. The Mariners take three of four. A lot of close finishes. Um, now the Mariners are feeling good about themselves. Man, and good for them. We, uh, They're know, game and a half out of the second wild card was, now. It was a joke. A joke a little bit that we weren't talking about the Mariners. That we, we started talking about them. And deservedly so, man. I mean, they do have the crazy record in one-run games. Their <laughs> run differential is negative. But um, kind of the opposite of what's going on in Yankee land. You know, you play to win the game. Uh, and they did it, and this was a big series, man. This was the biggest series uh, in Mariners baseball in a long time, and they take three out of four after Manaya just drops the hammer on them in game one. My goodness. Uh, but good for them. They are a game and a half out. Um, and, you know, it's a team in their division, so I think they got some more coming up. They get some dubs. They've got a lot of young players, you know, roll with that energy. And supposedly they're in on, dude. Supposedly they were in on Adam Frazier. Supposedly they're in on Whit Merrifield. Um, which, again, and and you've been on this, Jimbo, like, if the Mariners do add, it should be someone who's a part of next year's plan. And Frazier and Whit Merrifield fit the bill on that. So that's supposedly what they're looking for. And if if they can bottle up a little more magic this year, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, their record, you said it, I'll let people know. They are, where is it, I just had it, they are 23-8 and eight in one-run games, and they're 10-1 and one in extra innings. The Dodgers are 1-10 in extra innings. It's a bad feeling. I wonder if any, the next highest is the Brewers have eight, the Brewers and the Reds have eight extra inning wins. But they're eight and six, eight and five. Mariners are ten and one. Don't go to extras with the Mariners. Don't go to extras with JP Crawford and the Mariners. Yeah. It's just a rule, man. One and a half out. Who do they go on to play? And who do the who do the does Oakland go to play? Does one of them play Houston soon? Houston. Um, I was doing some schedule watching elsewhere. Um, Seattle goes to play Houston. Now, they play Houston tonight, uh, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Survive. So you got to survive that. I mean, who does Oakland play? This is going to be fun. You wanted Oakland. You want, you're, rooting, you're not rooting against Oakland. You're just rooting for chaos, and they were the, your biggest chance for chaos. They are the best chance for chaos. The Mariners did their job, and now they've got two at San Diego. And, Jim, this will make you laugh a little bit, but they've got four at Anaheim, which Anaheim got back to 500, and they believe these games matter. So that's going to be really interesting. Like, this is going to be, and then it's two more, they host the Padres. So this is going to be a little interesting stretch for the athletics. And, yeah, man, I, I, I said we should be rooting for the A's to come back down because if that brings in the Blue Jays into play, if that brings the Yankees into play for the second wild card, it makes for easily the most fun race of this 2021 season. The Mariners are 32 and 21 at home. Hey. But the A the Astros are 27 and 19 on the road. They good. 
But yeah, the A's. If you're Houston, do you punt a little bit just to piss off the A's? We wanted that to happen last year. Yeah. We wanted A's. just a mini punt, just a two out of three rest your pitchers, just Who's, just to piss off Oakland. Who are the probables? Who are the probables? Because the Mariners had a lot of their pitchers go in this series, but it was a four game set, so they should be able to flip it over. No, the Mariners are TBD today, tomorrow, and the next day, unless they've announced it elsewhere. We'll figure it out. Um, Jim, this... It should be flexing. Should be someone flexing Kikuchi. Gilbert, maybe. I mean, they've... No, it can't be Gilbert. He pitched He was the walk-off game. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they have it as McCaughan, Flexen, and McCoggin, Flexen, and Kikuchi. Darren McCoggin. Darren McCoggin. Jim, I was doing some other, other schedule watching. So they're going. schedule pod. So they're going bullpen. Yeah. What schedules do you like? I was trying to see when the Rays and Sox are going to link up because that is one of the better races right now that hasn't been talked about probably enough. Boston is one game up on Tampa. Um, Tampa is hosting the Yankees And then they host the Red Sox And then there's another Tampa Red Sox series coming up So over the next Over the next like 10 days I think the Rays and Red Sox will play each other Six times or something like that Or maybe it's 14 days But that's fun in a divisional race that's going to matter If Right now if you're the Red Sox or the Rays And you end up in a one game playoff Like that's a mess Yeah the wild card games are gonna be fun. Scary. I who hasn't what fan base hasn't done it yet? Have the Red Sox done a one game wild card? One game wild card? I don't think so. The Rays definitely have. They did it last year against Oakland. Rays have, A's have, Yanks have, Orioles have. Twins have. Twins have. No, I meant of the of the teams this year. Like, have the Red Sox not done it? I don't think the Red Sox I have. I don't believe the Red Sox have been involved. Mariners haven't. I want a new fan base to experience it. It's gut-wrenching. It's a bad, it's a bad time, dude. It's, it's <laughs> horrible. It's a bad time. Knowing that Astros haven't with real expectations. Yeah, it was 2015. They're also, right. They're also pretty comfortable right now. Yeah, they push their What about the NL? Uh, who's who's it looking for? It's looking like Dodgers Phillies and Padres, right? Been, they're not at right now. It. It's NL West. Yeah, until no, I don't think any of those next. teams. I don't have think either of those teams the, have either. The Giants have Can if you? they fall out of the. That, first. Yeah, the Giants, but the Padres doing all these trades for one game playoffs is sick. I dude, it's a very big catch twenty, catch twenty two, and and they're gonna change it. You know that MLB wants to change. It. I think this is gonna be the last year of a one game wild card. It's high drama. And when your team is in it, so, like, Red Sox fans don't do it. Like, win the division, obviously. That's the dumbest and most blanket statement. Yeah. But almost, almost I want you, I'm not rooting for you to lose. I don't care. I don't care. It's not like an anti-Red Sox thing that I'm doing yeah. right now. It's I want someone to feel that emotion that hasn't felt it. It's, it's gut-wrenching. Sealing your last six months come down to one game. every pitch. Yes. Every pitch is a bad feeling. And and it's different than a game seven where it's like every pitch, but like at least you got to do it. Like you, you lose the wild card, you don't even you get to, to do it. it. And yeah, it's a bad feeling. And I did see someone in the chat mention uh, Zach Hampel beating Trevor Plouffe to a home run ball, and that's probably a tough feeling too. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a hand of God. Yeah, 
I don't even get how go, Zach go check that. out the home run derby vlog because it's it's art. Um, yeah, man, that's uh the Red Sox Rays situation kind of hasn't been talked about. Like we've talked about the NL West a good amount, like Giants, Dodgers, Padres. You know, that's looking like the wild card if if the Dodgers clip the Giants on like the last day of the season and then the Giants end up in a one game wild card. That's insane, man. The Rays or Sox are one of those teams is going to be in a one game playoff for their season. That's sick, baseball. <laughs> it's nuts. And I love it. And I love it. Wow. What else caught your eye when you were recapping, James? Uh, nothing else. All the other series kind of were boring. The, the Angels pitched really well, and they won. They took three or four from the Twins who are trading people. But, I mean, good for the Angels. I mean, they did pitch well. You know why? Because they drafted 20 pitchers yeah. and 19 college pitchers. So, I think, uh, you know, all the Angels pitchers are like, oh, shit, maybe we should know. Uh, oh. Uh-oh. Our job might be on the line. Doors getting knocked on, I think. Right. I I, I, I don't it's think they care. Joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I feel like we have to say jokes now yeah. because people are dumb. We understand how draft works, and it takes guys yeah, they don't join the team. Most of them will not make it. Uh, the Royals um, sweep the Tigers. That hurts me a little bit. Tigers had some good juice going for a while. For eh. a while, man. Yeah. For two months, they were one of the best teams in the AL. Yes. Which is nice. It's it's still nice. That's why I'm saying like. Yeah. They were never more than what they are, so I don't think this kills the... It's still going to be a very good year for the Tigers. I think when you're rolling hot and you run into a team that was projected to be better than you in division, and then they sweep you like that, I think that stings a little bit. You feel bad today if you're a Tigers fan. They'll be back tomorrow. That's baseball, baby. Rays they play Minnesota, up. Baltimore next. Their next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games against Minnesota and Baltimore. So the Tigers That's are going to be right back. That's what I'm saying about right the back. Royals, too. They thought that was going to be part of the stretch. We beat up on the Royals. Like, Tigers right or Tigers right now are hunting hunting the Indians. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like some weird Westworld shit, huh? Ti- Tigers are hunting the Indians. Yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. But, no, um, they're not. Hunting them for what? Just a better record at the end of the year? In the division, yeah. That would mean something to the young Tigers. Okay. Nothing else stood out. Nothing else. Uh, Yanks lose in tragic fashion. And that's the update. Yeah. Do you see how many views our Talking Yanks has? Yeah. People love sadness. Watch that Talking Yanks if you want to. It's emotional. Stuff. Uh, it's not, even, it's not even sad. It's mad. It's like Emotional. The, it's like it's like the, it's like mad disappointment, like parent stuff, like uh, flabbergasted Matt at the lack of managing that happened. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. BBD, you're gonna do the mm-hmm. IL taking in for taking up for Butters. Trev. Yep. Are you ready? Trevor Plouffe is in the chat. Trevor Plouffe is in the trap. He's about to watch himself get Wally Pipped. This is wild. Plouffe probably sitting on a lounge chair on the beach with his phone in his hand, Mm. sunglasses on, and drink in hand, listening to BBD Wally Pipp him. Here we go. 
Guys, we got three IL series this weekend. The Brewers and White Sox face off. The Brewers won games one and two, seven, one, and six to one, but the White Sox win the finale on Sunday Night Baseball, three, one, Lynn versus Woodruff. So, who really won? Uh, the Brewers slash, slash 232, 336, 442. White Sox were even worse. They had just four extra base hits and one homer on the series. Brewers starting pitchers pitched to a 2-1-2 ERA. The relievers had an ERA under one. White Sox starters had a 2-2-5 ERA, and the bullpen let them down a bit, an 8 ERA on the series. <laughs> Rowdy Tellez, six hits, three extra base hits, two homers. Tyrone Taylor with five hits, three extra base hits, two homers, including a grand slam in game one. Andrew Vaughn, who Jake's fallen in love with, six hits, four extra base hits, and a home run. No other White Sox player records more than two hits on the series. That stinks. Woodruff, Burns, Lynn, and Giolito all get quality starts. Eloy Jimenez is expected to make his season debut today, Monday. And uh, it looks like Locaine could return during their upcoming Padres series. Vogelback and Shaw are beginning rehab assignments this week. Over to Queens, Blue Jays faced the Mets. Mets took two out of three, win game one, 3-0. Blue Jays win the Laugher 10-3 Saturday. I was locked into that one. Uh, Mets win the final game 5-4. Both offenses were solid. The Mets, they had almost 800 OPS on the series, and so did the Blue Jays. Mets starters had a 5-4 ERA, but the, the bullpen did their job. 3-7-5 ERA, good enough. Uh, Blue Jays starters at 3-6 ERA, relievers 4.5. Pete Alonso, five hits, three homers, six ribbies, two homers in game one. He's a good player. Teoscar Hernandez, two homers and six ribbies. Tyler McGill goes six shutty in game one, a 2-10 ERA through six starts in his rookie year, and a .87 ERA in his last four starts. So have yourself a season. Steven Matz in his return to City Field, 5.22 earns. That was game one of this series. Rich Hill makes his Mets debut. He goes 5-3 in the finale. McNeil sits games one and two with a leg injury. He enters late in game three. David Peterson is undergoing surgery on a broken pinky toe, which could end his season. Boo. Music just stopped for everyone or just me. Okay. And uh, finally, Nats and Orioles. Orioles sweep. Nats killing me. They win 6-1-5-3-5-4. The Orioles have over 800 OPS on the weekend. Nationals had an OPS in the 500s. Orioles starters went, had a 2-6 ERA. Their relievers were sub-3. Nationals 5-8-7. And relievers 5 ERA. So everyone bad. Mancini and Mullins each get 5 hits. Mancini and Trevor Plouffe's Pat Vileka each hit 2 homers. And Harvey goes 6 shutout innings for the second straight start in Game 2. So, I don't know. Flip him for something, maybe? Trey Turner is the only Nats player to record four hits. Only five Nats get multiple hits on the series. Ryan McKenna dodges a tag on a fielder's choice to walk off game three. That sounds tough. Scherzer throwing another bullpen Monday or Tuesday before the Nats determine if he'll make his next scheduled start Thursday. And there's rumors and all that. It's all fun. Freddie Galvis to start a rehab assignment this week is on track to return in early August. And that is the IL recap. How about that Beltway series? Orioles sweeping the Nats, which is the best Good. thing to happen to the Nationals, and I, yeah, genuinely mean that. No, you know I'll, I'll counter. Like even I know it's tough as a Nationals fan to understand that, but you have so many pieces, kind of, that teams may pick up. So the Orioles solidified it 
and said, hey, you got five days. Go try and get whatever you can for Schwarber, um, for Scherzer if someone's crazy enough to pay for him. Uh, for is Hudson having a good season? Is, does anyone need a catcher in Gomes? Is Lester lefty veteran? It's a lot of guys that are on, like, rental deal, deals for the Nats. There's a... Uh... Yeah, man. Uh, the Scherzer rumors hit the more in the streets this morning. We had Passon say on this show, like, to figure that out, like, the trade would already have to be in motion. So I know there's Scherzer-Mets rumors this morning. Um, I don't know if it does happen. I mean, it would be the woe of the deadline. Yeah. It would, it would be the woe. Uh, so I'm not I'm not saying there's no chance, but like if you start hearing your team with Scherzer, not to shoot you in the foot, uh, I'm not believing it until Passon tweets it. Like, not believing it until King Passon's on it. So. Well, I believe that the Mets might be asking and poking sure. around, but I mean, it, for them to trade him to the Mets, I think they'd need a really big capital return. Uh, not in uh, oh, sorry, sorry, prospect capital return to give your division opponent an ace for the postseason as a rental because a true rental. So the the return is never going to be crazy because it's really ten starts plus playoffs. Like rental returns aren't insane anymore. No, I mean there's even- so much money attached that I get if a team was like, hey, we'll pay because it's all deferred money. Right. So if a team was like, we'll take on like a lot of the deferred money but we won't give you any prospects. Maybe a team does that, but not the Mets. You can't give him to the Mets if unless you're get you're you're pillaging in a way their farm system and getting a top guy. Right. So I if I was the Nats, I'm almost it's a no to the Mets. Yeah, I mean it's a no to almost anything. I mean they're probably asking for a legit return cuz if you add Max Scherzer, but say the Giants say we want Scherzer, we're not we're not going to give you a lot of prospects, but we're going to give you salary relief. And like his like all the deferred payments will take him on. Sure, Scherzer. That's almost Scherzer nice. Scherzer also has to agree to it. But, but if he agrees, trade, yeah, like yeah, okay, Scherzer, you deserve it. Go to a contender and try to win another ring. Any other team besides in division. I but I don't even see that happening because that's a GM like cleaning up another GM's not mistake, but like deferred money. Like think about how much we hear about Bobby Bonilla Day and stuff like that. Like. Scherzer's lined up for that for another GM to come in and sweep up the mess. I think that's almost. I agree, not likely. I, I I put it like, I said twenty percent that he gets traded to the Mets, but I was like with Rose. But that's even now. It's like you can't trade him to the Mets. You would need like a huge return. Um, Mets, by the way, are one of the interleague series. They take two out of three from the Blue Jays. Yeah, the uh, the Nats going on like um, Hudson should be traded. Daniel Hudson should be traded. He's having a good year. Jan Gomes should be traded. He's having a good year. When's Schwarbo supposed to come back? Um, dude, even like there's a lot of players that they can trade, so the the Orioles really did him a solid by sweeping him. So go get go get some return. It's true. You know, it's only because they have so many one year deals. Kyle Schwarber with a hamstring. Man. 
Trade Lester to the Dodgers. Dodgers need immediate relief, and then he can become whatever he and is. And they like. love old guys. And they love old guys. And pool holes. Oh, my God. It's not going to be a big return at all. I mean, you're talking about retirement. Dude. Lester, trade Lester for a player to be named later and let him just go get one more chance in, on a playoff team. He's make, It's going to be like $2.5 million. You're not going to get much prospects back, but just it's Dude, something. And Lester gets. Schwarber, man. Well, Schwarber's a big piece. They have short. But it's the rest of the year. And, like, he's had a great year, but it's still a rental, and that's kind of where we started yeah, this. Like, yeah, yeah, We We always get a little overhyped over a rental. I mean, Kyle Schwarber having a huge year. He's got a, you know, good history, not as good as he was hitting this year. But he's injured, and, like, it's a clear rental. I mean, we saw the return for Kevin Newman for a year and a half. Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. Why do I keep doing that? Well, their names are so similar. I hate you, Kevin. Yeah, that's the weird part. (laughs) They're so such different names, and you're saying it's changeable. They're pirates. There were pirates infielders. Um, they're not Cole Tucker. Sweet man. It's gentle, but firm. Can even trade Bell if you want, but you can keep Bell around for next year. Wait for that to be an offer you like. Yeah, they just have so many guys that are off the books next year. So, good job, Orioles. Thanks for helping them out. Thanks, those Mets take two out of three. Uh, Tywin Walker, did he get hit again? Don't like that. Friend of the pod, the battle of the 99s for you and Tywin Walker. That's pretty cool. Nats return to city. Alonzo's going off. Might hear more about that. Add Mets are hitting, man. Taiwan Walker's ERA, oh no. Went into the All-Star break at 2-5 after two starts. It's up to 3-4. Mm. It's a different season. That sucks. And then maybe what should have been the best baseball on paper this weekend, White Sox-Brewers. It was a Sunday night game. Brewers take two out of three. Lance Lynn and his big old nuts get the third game. Really great pitching matchups. Peralta Giolito, Burns Rodon, Lynn Woodruff. Really good uh, matchups there. But the Brewers win handily the first two. Bummer. Bummerosa Ranch. Uh, and, yeah, BBD mentioned it. I, I just really like Andrew Vaughn. Every time I see him, I'm like, whoa, that dude is that dude is locked in. Okay. He's show. You ever seen his baseball reference photo? Because that's locked in as well. Yeah, I think that's part of it. His eyes are pretty dialed. Dude, they did... Like, they did a slow-mo replay. Know how you watch the replay and sometimes some guys blink when they swing? Vaughn ain't a blinker. He might not have eyelids. His baseball reference picture looks like he might not have eyelids. Uh, but yeah, he gives he's given me young Josh Donaldson vibes, and that's from someone whose opinion doesn't really matter. So you like Andrew Vaughn? I like Andrew Vaughn. Oh wow, look all these other pictures, his eyes look normal. You know, this ain't bad. That's a nice picture of him. This and, you can see a hint of the crazy, but it's not there. And by the way, that's crazy. Me liking Vaughn, like that's he was the third pick in the draft. He was a big prospect. So this isn't like me <laughs> digging deep. Their fans like, were I've, excited about him this I've year. I've got one. Yeah, but for you're not you even guys. talking about his skill set. You're talking about his presence. <laughs> his presence in the box. Yeah. Powerful. Adjusted to left field well. 
He but did. we'll see what happens because uh, Eloy is back today, my dude. They said six. They originally said out for the season. Then they said six months, which is the season. And he's back playing today. He rehabbed. He's starting today for the White Sox. Which, huh, how's your deadline at? Don't know yet. They don't know. All right. Anything else before we move on to individual performances? I don't think so. Okay. Let's go on. We got standout performances. We got Slump Watch and Fuego Mm. Awards, and it's all brought to you by Farm to Fame. Show on the John Boy Media Network, former big league pitcher and Aussie and crazy person, Peter Moylan, and sports journalist Kelsey Wingert bring you all the updates you need to know about kids making their way to the show. If you're looking to learn more about your team's prospects, up-and-comers, and and rising stars across the MLB, you need to tune in the farm to fame. They do prospect watch. You know what's what's interesting? How we've been doing on this show, and I guess I'm going to need to do it next week, the month-by-month, like, all John Boy team. They've been doing Rookie of the Year watch, which is is even more like teeter totter than anything else. Like your mean was Rookie of the Year. Now he's down. Uh, so they've been doing for the AL and the a- AL and NL every episode. They're like, where are we at? Who moved up? Who jumped down for Rookie of the Year award? It's a pretty cool segment. I like it. So uh, new episodes are released every Wednesday morning on the John Boy Media Baseball YouTube channel. JM Baseball is what you search to find that. And everywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcast, you can also stay up to date on Instagram and Twitter by following Farm to Fame. Really good follow. They do a great job posting highlights from the minor leagues, which you never really yeah. see. So if you're into prospects, if you want to know what's going on, uh, give Farm to Fame a follow and a listen. I mean, at minimum, it's one of the best like social media accounts on everything. So give that a look. Great socials, and I mean, you know, if you're a if you're a Pirates fan today, like you know, I'm assuming they're going to talk about the the return for Adam Frazier slash Kevin Newman, and you'll get actual reports and scouting and some player comps and stuff like that. So after the trade deadline, I'll, I would guess they're going to go through all the prospects that that kind of changed hands. And if you're one of those teams, if you're... We'll find out about your new guy. Sorry, sorry, Nats fans, we just poo-pooed on you, but, you know, you'll hear about who who's coming back. Yeah. Farm to fame. Standout performances. Standout performance. Jake, you get to go first. You serious? Yeah. With all my heart. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Jim, a lot of contenders this week, by the way. Yeah, when I looked at the sheet, I was like, holy shit. Holy cannoli. I didn't say that. I said holy shit when I did it. So, Jim, I like you. Thank you. Hell, I love you. Jim, your award last week is something I think I'm going to tie in to my standout performance. Tie on. Wow. Nope. No, no, no. Jim, I'm giving it to my guy. I love this dude. Again, go check out the Home Run Derby reaction video. Pete Alonzo uh, goes two for four, uh, two homers, and three ribeye steaks uh, in game one against Toronto. Jim, couple things we like in a standout performance. A good game. Yep. You have to do well. And what does it mean in that game? 
That was a 3-0 game. Pete Alonso drove in all three runs with two homers. Two for four. And like you mentioned with your award, James, there's a stigma around the home run derby. You do the derby, it messes with your swing. You'll never be right. Pete Alonso, since the home run derby, nine games, 368 batting average, 442 OBP, a 1.231 no. OPS Wow. with five homers. Uh, Pete has been raking since the All-Star game. I, uh, I love... Who he is as a person I, You know when we talk about Bryce Harper a lot We talk about someone being in their own skin I think Pete Alonso is so in his own skin He couldn't not be Pete Alonso If he wanted to And his numbers now This year 265, 342, 858 OPS Those are right around What his career numbers are at this point And man if he turns up the knob At the second half Gets in the 9 OPSs again I mean, Pete Alonso is, you know, an elite slugger in this league. And uh, the Mets are hitting now. So, I'm giving it to Big Pete. Good job. Polar Bear. Good job, Pete Alonso. Everyone's so happy and proud of you. Game tying dinger yesterday, too. Whoops. DM. 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 You want to catch that. I like Pete. I use this glove to catch the ball. Yes. Damn. DM. 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 Good, good award or standout, I mean. Do you have a standout? I do. I'm going to pitching, uh, obviously. Mm. I always go to pitcher with a standout unless it's, like, something really impressive. Um, like Devers. He could have got it. What was the what last, a, like, three homer game? BBD? Top of your head? It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit, right? Did anyone do it this season? Had to be one. I think, you, I think you gave a standout at one point for a three-homer game. Seems like that would be a time I'd pivot away from pitcher and do... Oh, my God. Did JD get one early? Just clicked such a bad link. What'd you click? How'd you search it? I searched three-home run games 2021. Linker, I think, has a couple yeah. of them. Friend. And it sent me to a baseball almanac site, site of three-home run games. But it started Tatis in, did, right, this year? I think so. It started in reverse Linker has order. a couple. So let's see if they have the up to date because this may help. Brad, oh, uh, Brad, Brad Miller, like two weeks ago. Ryan Mountcastle, Brad Miller, back here. That's got to be the most. Ryan recent. McMahon, Jesse Winker, Jesse Winker again. Schwarber, Tatis, Miller. Got JD Martinez has one. Vladito. Yeah, backyard Brad like just had his. Yeah, JD has one this season. I'm not seeing that. Maybe I'm thinking of last year when he had his hot stretch at the very end. Yeah, I don't have J. So this, the web. I'm on Baseball Almanac. It's a great website. Which has them sorted in reverse order. So this year in the AL, JD, Vladito, Sano, and Mountcastle. And I think you got most of the NL guys. Did Mookie Betts have... Does Mookie Betts have six three-run homers? Something like that. It's ridiculous. In his career? Yeah, he has six, three... I think I remember somebody saying... Like it's like tied for the record. record or something. I think it's him. I have it right now. It's him, Sammy Sosa, and Johnny Mize. Yeah. They have six three-run homer games. Squad. Squad. What was that? <clears throat> Squad. Who has the first three home run game? Johnny Mize. Baseball history. Oh. Babe Ruth. Over the fence homers? I don't know. Um, I just know in 1884, Ned Williamson. Got three. 
1884. Savon probably has yeah. the video there. Ned Williamson. Ned Williamson. I don't know if I trust it. You just said you love baseball almanac. What's Ned Williams' first name? Ned. Can't be. Nedward. That's going to depend if I believe it or not. So, okay. BBD, can you find out Ned <laughs> Willi- Ned's first name? It was 1884. Yeah. His home runs year by year. He played it 1878 to 1890. 1-1-0-1-3-2-27-3-6-9-8-1-2. One, That's hilarious. <laughs> so he's a steroid guy. <laughs> they must have changed the stadium that year. Did he, where did he play? Baker Bowl or some shit? Played at Wrigley? 84 Chicago, so His not game sure. logs... <laughs> Logs do not first, exist for this player. First name, Edward. Well, full name, Edward Nagel <laughs> Williamson. He was the home run leader. Babe Ruth broke his record. Yeah. And it's 64 all 64 career season, homers. Really. So the main cause of Williamson's record-setting season was his playing in Lakefront Park, where right field was only 196 feet away. <laughs> 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 That's a Little League home run. That is a little league. Not anymore, actually. The little league moved the fence back. It's like two fifty, right? Or two twenty five. Two twenty five, something like that. Two fifty. Like the official that. little league fields. Lakefront Park Dimensions. I wonder if like Fuck you, Ned Williams. I wonder if Clem's baseball has this. Another great site. I go back to eighty four, I think I can play. Of course you could play. Thank you. You just needed a dad who would allow you to. Like that's what it took. Right. You needed to like not you, have like to you work didn't, in a factory. Like you, yeah, you had to have a release from the societal pressures of to work from 12 right. years old until death. No one's you know believed I mean? in me. Like, you know, that's why it was a bunch of ramshackle people. It was a bunch of betters and hooligans. Easy with that. A bunch of guys who were just around. Here's a... A lot of one, Wait, a lot of cup of coffee guys back then. This says League Park, but I feel like this is it. No, this is... T- Wait, this one... Is two ninety, dude. One, it cannot be undersold. How short one ninety seven down the line is. I mean, it's not even double the baseline, right? Uh, it's ninety times. It's a little more. It's a little, a little more. You're close. You were tight. No, I was all over. Within tw- it's within twenty feet. You were tight. Like I see what you were doing with the numbers. I need a graphic <laughs> of Lakefront Park. I'm really bad. It's gonna piss me off if I don't get it. No, know who you like have to reach out to. A name we haven't talked to in a long time. I guarantee you, Calcaterra has something on it. Okay, what year is it? Eighteen eighties. Eighteen eighty four. Eighteen eighty four was the money year. <laughs> That's the twenty seven twenty seven homer year. I mean, is that it right there? I can't tell. We have a bunch of drawings. These pictures look like they're from forever ago. <laughs> a lot of drawings from the left field foul pole. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a tough stuff to really get a sense of it. I mean, come on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Did we get your standout? His first name was Edward, which is the usual name for Ned, because Ed right. becomes Edward Ned. becomes Ed becomes Ned. My standout performance is. Um, Believe it or not, Ned Williamson. <laughs> really did? <laughs> no. Uh, it, how come no one else was hitting homers at Lakefront Park? Because Ned was different, dude. 
Just not the same. Differently. He had power the opposite way. Oh, a lot of guys were hitting homers at Lakefront Park okay. on his team, which is the 84, 84 Cubs. White Stockings. Oh, excuse um, me. I can't believe you just got that wrong. That's my bad. Ned Williamson, Man. of course, led the team with 27, oh, led the league. God. Fred Pfeffer yeah. had 25 homers, if you remember. Abner Dalrymple. Yeah. Had 22. Cap Anson with 21. Who's Cap Anson was also the manager of this team, he was I good. believe. Yeah, well, he, was the, he was number four in homers. Looks like he had the... He was player manager. He had uh, number two on the team OPS. How do you King pitch- Kelly. How do you be a pitcher on that team? Let's see what the pitchers did. Yeah, like, the pitchers on this team had to suck, man. I mean, They also pitched like nine innings no matter what. Four different guys gave up double digits. So homers. Larry... Corcoran, Corcoran got got them. Oh my God! Look yeah. at Larry Corcoran's photo. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. He, he gave up wow. thirty-five homers that year. Look at his still two-four ERA. Why do they even have that? He's got a second photo. Larry Corcoran has two photos. It's not clicking for me. Reference. I don't see one. Oh wait, wait. Well, the second photo, he looks mean. Just looks like he was out in the streets and they snapped one. He alternated arms. He threw with. Uh, Alternated yes. arms during one game. 5-3-127 from number one pitcher Larry Corbin. 5-3-127? Do you know how small that is? Like, honestly, picture that. Five foot three. We're short people. I haven't weighed 127 since fifth grade. Dude, I think that's smaller than my sister. That's like Courtney. <laughs> that's like my that's like Courtney. Yeah. Incredible athlete. Five three. So to, you could have been a baseball player. I would have been a stud. His brother We'd be talking about me. <laughs> oh my god, dude! They actually would have called you the flying salami. Oh yeah, like you'd be a legend. Crowds would love me. That would have been like in Baseball Reference. That's what you're under, because you know you went by a nickname. I would have gotten dude, murdered. His brother <laughs> pitched in murdered. one game for the 1884 Cubs. Yeah, Mike Corcoran's brother, Larry Corcoran. One game. They definitely just called him up because they were like, hey, my brother's in town. We need an arm. Need a body. He pitched a complete game. He gave up 16 hits and 14 runs. Only four earned. earned. (laughs) The defense let him down, dude. Seven walks. Only one homer. And that's his only career career game. Like minors or anything. How many pitches do you think he threw? Because we don't have it, but... 275. <laughs> okay. uh, it's an honest guess. Yeah, it is. All right, let's go. My, my, yeah. uh, sorry, guys. My, uh, stand up performance is Patrick Sandoval. He goes no hitter into the ninth inning for the Angels. Uh, 8.2 innings pitched, one earned run, 13 Ks. I wrote it on my notebook, but I didn't bring my notebook in here, but I remember the numbers anyway. He generated 18 swings on his changeup in this game, 13 swings and misses for a 72%. Swing and miss on his wow. changeup. I, I posted a little video of it on Twitter. Just nasty. I didn't know that he was one of the premier changeup pitchers in baseball. He is. He has four games now with double-digit swing and misses on the changeup. Um, he actually has the most. He had 17 swings and misses on his changeup in a game in June on June 6th. The only other pitcher that has more than that is Giolito. He has six five games with double-digit changeups. But, yeah, Patrick Sandoval doing it for the Angels. Uh, good outing by him. I don't know, Angels fans, tell me what gets him in trouble because uh, his ERA on the season 
is uh, 352, which is good. It's good. But he has some games where he looks lights out. And then even in the game where he had the changeup was working, he still gave it's up. He's a young like, guy. I mean, 24. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it takes a little bit to click. Good. Angels pitching and the draft. Yeah. Oh, he got motivated by the draft for sure. Yeah. Patrick Sandoval, that's my standout performance. It's huge. BBD, are you taking a standout? Uh, I did set aside a guy. I'm doing a classic steal from myself. I'm waking Jake. He got a bro of the night, and he'll get a standout performance here. Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, I believe this was yesterday's game, Sunday. He goes three for five, two homers, and a double, and a 6-1 win against the Pirates, but you're playing who you're playing. One by himself. He's a big part of what like the Giants are doing. He kind of unlocks. He's a big thing that unlocks that team. Forty-nine games. Out he's got nowhere. a nine-thirty OPS. Um, Giants, man. Imagine those coaches. They unlocked something. Trevor's all on it. He's on it. Lamont Wade Jr. Jr. Fear the turtle. two homers and a double. By the way, was the third hit that day. Go Terps. Um, okay, in other news, Boston Red Sox signed free agent right-hand pitcher Yonfi Rodriguez to a minor league contract today. Good job. Uh, congrats to Yonfi. Damn. Yep. You want to move it on? Damn. Move it on so. up to the dark side. <laughs> Slump Watch. Mm. Five guys we put on Slump Watch last episode hoping, praying, wishing it helps them get off yeah. and fixes them a little bit. Five new guys may be added. Some may stick around. BBD. Who are uh, the new additions? Five guys are turning. You're going to have to make some decisions, but the biggest potential ads. We've got Joey Gallo went 0 for 8, and he's a trade deadline guy. Patrick Wisdom 0 for 5 with a walk. Uh, Mike Yaz 0 for 10, 8 Ks. Oof. JP Crawford always has to get a mention. 1 for 16 with a walk, 6 Ks. And Jared Walsh, who I think was a candidate last week, if I'm remembering right, uh, 1 for 14. The one was a double, 5 Ks on the weekend. Mm. Okay. All right, so mm. let's see who got off. First one's easy. I'm going to give it to him. Cody Bellinger. He goes two for four. Um, you only play one game, I'm guessing? Yeah, I think he got hurt again, so, so it's a double off. Well, it's, a, it's like a clap, and, clap, yeah. sorry. Two claps, people say. Willie Adamas. We mm. were sure he was going to get off. I don't think he is, Jake. He's one for nine with an RBI, oh. four walks. Face some good pitching. Four you're, walks. You're going to hear about him soon, maybe. And right. But he okay. stays. He's this. I think he'll be fine next step. Trevor Story, 3-for-13 with a homer and three RBIs. That's not enough for me. And we're just wa- we're just watching. And do you hear that the, the Padres were week? thinking about trading for him and putting him in center field? Supposedly them, the White Sox, the Yankees, which is... the Trevor Story, man, it's got to be an interesting place to be right now. He's got four more days as a Rocky unless they don't trade him, which is some good in Rockies insanity stuff. But yeah, people, you know, he's he's a class shortstop, and there's rumors he could go to the Mets, and then when Lindor comes back, they kick him to third. There's second base rumors. There's outfield rumors. I wonder if that, like, I mean, he's a friend of the pod. We could reach out. I wonder if that excites him, or he's like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> like, I'm a top three shortstop in yeah. baseball. Play me at shortstop. I'd like you're to play in, at shortstop. Out. 
It would be hilarious if he goes to the Padres because that's the one that it's just kind of like, well, we just do whatever we want. (laughs) He does. That guy kind of does have me beat. If anyone, yeah, not defensively, not defensively. Which again, cheater a rod. Oh, okay. I found it, dude. I found a drawing of Lake Front Park. A good one. Okay. Because it was actually called Union Baseball Grounds. I couldn't live if I could, didn't find this. Sure. Look at this. Oh, oh no. That adds up. It was, sh- it was shorter to left. This is back alley at bats. It literally is. Can I not pick? I think you need to slack it to me. Because that I don't think will work. You can copy and paste that. It's in the chat right now. It's not in the chat right now. It looks like it is for you. Oh, wow. So we got to get a hyperlink. Link the link people talk about. That's unreal. It's it's back alley at bats. It is back alley at bats. I wish. It was, I mean, 190 down both lines. I thought it might have just been one, and it favored one people. Yeah. But it, I mean, all pitchers were fucked. That's crazy. So I'm sending it to BBD and. He'll, he'll put the picture up there. Um, so Trevor Story staying on. Here's the guy that's coming off. You're Don Alvarez. He goes three for nine with a homer and three RBIs, two walks. That's 333 batting average, 417 on base percentage. You're Don's coming off, Jake. Love him. He's as, good. As they sweep, and I believe he got some big RBIs at times. So, And then Adelise Garcia. He's staying. He goes 0 for 7 with a walk and 3K. So we have three guys that are staying on slump watch. We're giving him another week, give him a little boost. Mm. Now I'm going to add Joey Gallo. He's 0 for 8 with with only one walk, right? Joey Gallo's dead. Joey Gallo. Gallo. Yeah. Is he getting traded? Probably not. Yeah. They didn't trade Lance Lynn, and I think I think they're fine to trade him in the offseason if they want to trade him, like, you know. <laughs> Wait, also is there a guard tower in center field? Sure is. Oh, yeah. Sure is. Because <laughs> yeah. you're... It's a baseball field. Yeah. <laughs> Were they? Was this at a place that required a guard tower separately? I'm, I'm asking if this was at prison. No, no, it was a. Um, I think it's just. They played a, it's just a tower. They played there. a lot of sports there. I guess we used to. I guess we used to have a hill at Houston until like. Two um. Ago. Yeah. Just yeah. Cool. Okay. It's now the site of Millennial Park in Chicago. If anyone goes there. Oh wow. That's like a big thing, right? It's right on the lake. Yeah. Uh, the first college football game in the Midwest was played at the park in 1879 when the University of Michigan uh, played against the Racine College. Michigan won one to nothing on a place kick by David Dattar. Dattar. Um, Who else are we on Slump Watch? J.P. Crawford? That breaks my heart. Yastrzemski, Yaz? Yaz with an 0 for 10 and 8 Ks. That's a big one. Yeah. And then, and then, so congrats to Walsh, Crawford, and Wisdom. You don't get on. Yeah. Everyone else is on. They got a little lucky. Walsh lucky back-to-back episodes, I think. They got lucky Willie Adamas didn't get one more hit because then I think he would have been off. Um, yeah. Dude, okay. I think I can find dimensions of this park. It's huge. Because it just went by a, a ton of different names. It then went Grant, became Grant Park. Whatever. Uh, all right. Should we move on to Enfuego? I think so. 
Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Hmm. Hmm. Have you seen these guys, Jim? Are you still lost in that stadium? So lost. Okay. Um, okay. It was a ground rule double over the right field fence. <laughs> um, but in what would be their final season, they decided that it was going to be a home 84. run. Yeah. So it wasn't like they just played one season there. They just said, well, fuck this. Let's just last give ourselves a lot of home fun. runs. Yeah. So for the last year, they were like, you know, the whole fence is a home run. Um. <laughs> they hit 142 home runs as a team. And second place had 39. Built different. It's wild. In Fuego, you got it? Jim, we're going to have a lot of people mad at us because a lot of people went nuts. We talked about it in the standout performance. Uh, BBD's Lamont Wade Jr. was leading it off for us. And then Pete Alonzo. You already heard about them. We're over it. Harry Bader, excuse me. He's been going nuts. Six for 11, two homers. Rowdy Tellez says, I'll check, raise you. Also, six for 11 with two homers. Young, thick Austin Riley, two yackers. Six for 16. Chris Taylor, all-star. Chris Taylor, six for 13. Tyrone Taylor. Oh, my God. It's a Taylor festival. Five for 11. If you watched him on the Sunday night game, he was barreling everything. G-Man Choi for the Rays. He's been getting it going. A couple yackers for him. Jesse Winker. You may even hear about him again. Andrew Vaughn is one fine hitter. He goes six for 12. And Brian Reynolds, uh, kind of the Pirates guy now. A little six for thirteen. Mm. So, yeah. G-Man Choi, good job. Rowdy, Rowdy's actually a really good job because they traded for Rowdy, and he was like oh for a lot until this he series. He had a tough start. A and, tough they, and, I mean, he wasn't getting, like, regular reps, so right. I always understand how it's hard for guys to get into rhythm there. I had it up before, but... uh it has to be good. A team trades for you because they want you and they think you can help them and you struggle in your first couple games. So it had to be really good for him. In his first um, nine games, he only started four of them. He only had two hits. Mm. Um, and then in this series, up against really good pitching, he had six hits. So good for Rowdy Tellez. Happy for him. I almost gave him an award. I thought about it too. It would have been a little pat on the batty back for me because I really loved Rowdy coming into the season and he was eating bugs for a while but I hope he's figured it out in Milwaukee man they've got a way where there's a will they've got a way there's a way someone said we should do that in the off season we should just like pick a park and do a little combo on it Dude. Or it's its own series. Let's go to Chicago, set up a back alley at bats in Willennium Park, and done. Map out the original dimensions and play. It's pretty good. Crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. A guy got struck by lightning nine times, remember? We did an episode on it. You don't that. like him? Still don't what was his name? Roy? It was Roy Kent. No. no that was How'd you like the first episode? We'll save it for John Boy and Jake Radio. We're not doing it this week. Fine. I thought it was a setup. Roy Sullivan. I was hoping for a little more, to be honest. It's a big setup episode. It's a big setup episode. Big. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. BBD. Wow. Roy Sullivan got struck by lightning 
Um, and I obviously didn't like the opener. Because a dog got hit? Based on a real, based on a real Did thing, there's a YouTube video of that it, happening, man? which is funny. Spoiled the opening seconds for me? I spoiled it for my dad and my brother because I said it like, can you, know, you believe it? They open, they open it up with a uh, few and thousand were, people, they too. They thought oh, I was yeah, joking. Kind of just Tens yeah, of thousands of people. Everyone. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, they, don't, they don't know the true stuff. Let's go to a word. Roy Shalom, I got started by adding seven times. That's all. Um, Jake, you get to go first. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm, man. I'm audibling a little bit. Okay. Because um, I was going to give out the Pros versus Joe's award, uh, and I was going to give Trevor Plouffe a slap on the ass and compliment him on the Giants hitter and the whole Lamont Wade situation and tie that into Stephen Duggar and all those guys that have been going off. Um, but BBD gave out a standout, and the Giants hitting coaches have been a joke on this show for a little while now. Uh, so Jim, what I am going to give out is the, uh, uh, nothing, well, it's Olympic season, nothing, nothing wrong with the top 10 award. I was afraid you were going to do this yeah. for being like as honest as possible. <laughs> me too, man. I was like, I really hope he doesn't do the nothing wrong. I got to tell you what, man, me too. Award. Me so, too. I mean, we have to ride it out at this point. Yeah. But what you got? James, I uh, I stumbled into this this morning on, on Wake and Jake. The name that you're going to hear, maybe the most, coming up to the trade deadline is Craig Kimbrell. And Jimmy's having an amazing year. I didn't realize how good until today. Zero five zero ERA. A zero six seven three whip. Kimbrell has been nasty this year. In thirty five point two innings, he's given up two earned runs. Do you know where Craig Kimbrell stands on the all time saves list? Uh, eighth. He's ninth. I'm taking it. That he's, was I was going to take one off, one below one off as my victory. Jim, he's thirty three years old. He's one of the best relievers in baseball history. That's not like sufficiousness, okay? He's going to be traded to a contender at this deadline, or the Phillies. And, man, we need to put a little more respect on Craig Kimbrell's name. He's got a career 207 ERA. Career! The last two years... Jim, he's kind of been, yeah. Yeah. If you remember, yeah. he was late to get signed because he had the draft pick attached to him. So hopefully that's something that gets addressed in the CBA, by the way. So he only got 20 innings and he got hit a little bit for the Cubs. Last year, the short season, his numbers, his analytics were there, but he got hit a little bit again. And the, over those two years, shortened seasons for both of them, 36 innings, he had a six ERA. Everything outside of that has been one of the best relievers we've ever seen in Major League Baseball. And he's going to be traded at this deadline. And, man, he's got a chance to land in some very rare air in baseball history. Um, like, Craig Kimbrell's having a Hall of Fame career, and we kind of, I think because of the last two funky years, it's just been ignored. And I also think relievers are so volatile now that once – 
someone comes down once you from their the reign, then you just get written off. It's like, oh yeah, his his good years are done. Yeah, like once I don't even know Papabon had any good years with the Phillies, but once he wasn't with Boston anymore, I think people just thought of him as like, yeah, well he's not who he used to be. He moved on, and I think a lot of closers that happens to. So, twenty three saves this year, uh, sixty one strikeouts in thirty five innings. Uh, Dirty Craig, man. Where do you have him going? Houston. Yeah. Houston's a great fit. So is San Diego. People saying the Dodgers, too. They got a good closer in San Diego. They, Everyone can use arms, but... Well, Presley's been nasty for the Strohs this year. It just feels like he fits with them so perfectly. A little bit. Or the Red Sox, man. Mm, yeah. Been there, done that. Okay, my award uh, is the Do the Derby Award. And it's building off what you said, which built off what I said, which made me interested in the whole thing. Yep. Goes to Juan Soto, Pete Alonso, Salvi Perez, Shohei Otani, uh, Trey Mancini, and Matt Olson. Six of the eight guys that did the Derby are crushing it. Gallo and Story are not. But the other guys, I mean, Trey Mancini's got a one-dot OPS since since the Derby. Otani's got an 8-9-1 since the Derby. Salvi's got a 9-4-8 OPS since the Derby. Alonzo and Soto, 1.2, 1.5. Matt Olson, 1.1. Do the Derby. It'll fix your swing. Uh, I did all this research. Uh, as the episode was going, I had a different award, but I was mm. when you said that mm. Pete was also doing well, I wanted to see collectively how the group was doing. Uh, collectively, they have a 945 OPS, 588 slugging, 358 on base percentage, and 285 batting average since in the second half. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, and that's with Gallo having a 067 batting average and Story of a 182. Like, those guys are pulling it down, but. Um, Soto and Alonzo are pulling it up. They kind of balance out, and then the rest of the guys are doing well. I mean, man, you uh, you were there. Again, go check out the vlog. Homer and Derby, top five sporting event you can go to. So, And now that they're paying guys to win, and now that these guys are hitting, go do the Derby. Go do the Derby. You got to beat Pete. He's the champ, and he's going to stay around as long as he can. Even when he's retired and he's a big ball of man, you still have to beat him in the derby. Beat Pete. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. I already have that. You have him winning, like, the next decade? <laughs> yes. And then he's retired, but he just is a derby? Like, right. he, like, grandfathered in? It's like the Little League World Series when they do, like, the final USA game and then they play the international game the next day. Okay, so that you play the active and then Pete's After there. you win... You then take on the final boss, Pete Alonso. I mean, hopefully Pete wins. Baseball, for I got all these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good idea. When's the Little League World Series start? August? It's a good question. I guess so, because it's July and I haven't heard anything. <laughs> I know it's typically in August, because grow- growing up, yeah. like I would go on vacation in August and it was always on that mm. week. Um, I think it's August 19th or August 20th or something like that. 
know what's sick? I hear the phrase growing up, and I picture an A-Rod Instagram post. That is weird. Like, that's actually sick. Yeah, you're, you're diseased. I don't think you grew up looking at those either. Growing, growing up. No, it's just how A-Rod yeah, starts all his posts. Well, who's our best friend of the week? <clears throat> BBD? You have but an award? I do have an award oh. if you want quick, it. Daddy. Yeah, what's your award? Uh, this is the Chop Suey Award. Wow. Um, yep, and it's going to Willie Adamas. He was mic'd up last night on Sunday Night Baseball. Um, he entered that game in an over 13 stretch. He goes one for four last night, so he's one for his last 17, still with a 147 OPS plus in his time with the Brewers, including that stretch, by the way, so shows how hot he was before. But he, uh, you know, they got him mic'd up. He's He was like saying to his bat, wake up. In Spanish, so I don't know how to pronounce stuff, but he was saying "wake up," and then uh, he gets an infield single that could have been gone either way as an error, and then he has a fun little moment in the dugout because when he realizes it got ruled a hit, not an error, and he's like, "They gave me a hit. That's all I needed." So he's gonna be off slump watch next week. Gotcha. Despertar. That's all you need. Despertar. Yeah, so I'm not gonna get that. According to Google Translate, that's how you say "wake up" in Spanish. Desperta. We Spurta. have the clip on uh, at Talking Baseball Ooh, underscore if you go check it out. Advertisement. Wake up. Girl, brush, put on a little makeup. Okay. Best friend of the week. First time recipient, because one of the newest friends, Jesse Winker. Six for 12 with a homer and three doubles, two walks, four ribbies. How'd you guys think I went to share? Reminder, he's still. Why'd you think he's about the table? Jesse Winker's still really, really good. At what? Scooting? Baseball. I think being an uncle, uh, Uncle Jesse, uh, for uh, the Castellanos family. So, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Next up, we have Elevator Talk. Elevator Talk. Let's talk in this Vader. We're in an elevator and a guy comes in the elevator or a woman or a kid or a robot. We don't know. They're wearing a hat that the Miami Marlins. Oh, my God. Trevor Rogers goes down. He was like the NL Rookie of the Year watch. Yeah. yeah. For a while. How how hurt is he? I don't know. I don't know. BBD's (sighs) on it. Uh, Starling Marte. Uh, big trade deadline. He's got to go. I mean, he really should go. So many teams need center fielders. He's having a nice year. Lower back muscle spasms. <laughs> oh, we'll be back. He's a young kid. They're just saving his pitches. Um, does Aguilar go? Miggy Rojas, Chris Rose rotation. Does he go? Adam Duvall mashes lefties. Does he go? Oswego? Oswego. Well, so they got any bullpen? Yimmy Garcia? Didn't we dream him getting traded in in the preseason? I'm reading an article here that says the Marlins should sign or trade for Buxton. Buxton. I'm out. He can sign him. So I Googled Marlins and then clicked news, and one story is Marlins' Derek Jeter explains why he signed son of ex-Yankees teammate. Do you know this story? Uh, they signed Pettit, right? Jared Pettit? Yeah. Mention that. Uh, Jeter had a simple quote on why he signed him. He's got good genes. No joke. Yeah. Yimmy Garcia and Dylan Floro, Dick Blyer. Watch the breakdown. Anthony Bass. Trade everyone. 
Yeah, trade everyone. I guess Buxton's kind of fun because he's there next year, right? But no, you'd but have like, to re-sign him because yeah. next year, next year's still not the year for the Marlins. Yeah. Who else are they gonna trade? Do you know that uh, diarrhea is hereditary? Runs in the genes. 